Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. Good evening, sports fans. This is Coach Gordon Roberts. Daryl's running a little behind, but We'll be here in a few minutes. Also, we have some great things happening in sports world. First, we're seeing that some teams are pulling ahead in the NFL and some are falling back. And it's all brand new every week toward the end. And we're closing it down. New England spanked probably one of the best defensive clubs in America uh, when they beat Detroit the way they did. Is Brady hitting his stride to make a run for his next Super Bowl. It seems like only a couple of weeks ago, Daryl and I were talking about some people had said that uh, the New England Patriots have passed their prime, that Brady and Belichick had had their time, and now it passed. But now, is there any team playing better football than the 9-3 and three New England Patriots? You know, they've got five, you know, they've got seven game winning streak. And in their AFC East, they're, you know, three games ahead of the Miami Dolphins. And uh, Buffalo plays tonight against the Jets. And they might tie them, but they're not going to be able to push them. Uh, so we're looking at a, a dominant New England team that toward the end of the season, seems to be getting nothing but better and better. Uh, Brady has always liked his his tight ends. This week was no different. Uh, if you double Gruskowski, uh, then what the, he's doing now, he's going to a guy named Wright. I heard a sports announcer the other day talking about how uh, early in the season – uh, Belichick traded away probably the best offensive lineman they had for a fourth-round choice for next year and a guy by the name of Wright. Well, now this guy catches two touchdown passes this past week, like I said, against arguably the best defensive team in the league. And if it's not, it's probably right up there in the top five. If, if Buffalo wins tonight, then they will be having a winning season, but I don't believe them or Miami have a chance to catch New England unless the wheels fall off, and I don't see that happening. In the AFC North, Cincinnati's still showing that uh, the last two wins that they've had, that they're number one in the AFC North. But every team in the AFC North has a winning record. In fact, if the Ravens are to beat the Saints tonight, uh, they'll be seven and three and one at Cincinnati, seven and four Pittsburgh, seven and four to Browns, and seven and four to Ravens. So 
We're not sure, but one of those two, two of those teams aren't going to make it probably in the playoffs. So, uh, the AFC North, there's going to be some heartache because even though they're playing good football, somebody's not going to go to the show. At the same time, if you look uh, to the AFC South, uh, it's almost like the NFC South. It's probably uh, the worst of the worst because they have shown that uh, the Colts, even though they're seven and four, uh, Houston doesn't seem to be getting a lot better. In fact, uh, you could make an argument with them losing their quarterback this weekend that they are uh, not going to even probably maintain a 500 record by the end of the year. Uh, Tennessee is two and nine, and the Jags are one and ten. So the AFC South, maybe the South in the AFC and the North uh, in the NFC South should play. Uh, their schedules together because they seem to be the, the weakest core of both leagues. I don't know. Uh, the Colts looked uh, winnable. Uh, they didn't look dominant, but I thought they looked winnable this week. Houston, when when they found out that the quarterback, undoubtedly uh, Mallet, in warm-ups tore his pectoral muscle. He didn't say anything. He wanted to kind of tough it out. And then after the game, when they uh, did an MRI, they found out the guy had tore uh, the muscle in his pec and that he was going to be out for a while. So New England is the toast of that part of the conference. Uh, and But they're definitely, you know, the only team that even is slowly, remotely uh, close to them, I would say on the AFC, would be Denver, and that that ends up being kind of a, a funny mixture because you've got Denver and Kansas City both kind of staring down each other here at the end. Uh, Manning hasn't been the Manning that we have kind of come to expect. Um, he lost uh, his tight end, and he had uh, – Sanders back. Sanders played well considering he had a concussion the week before, but they're not defensively the team that we thought they had put together. I think that uh, Coach Fox worked really hard in the offseason trying to develop a better defensive package. Uh, I think after the Super Bowl, they felt like that was where their biggest concern was. And uh, when they gave up uh, Eric Decker, some people around the league thought they had made a great mistake. Well, I think Eric Decker came out this week and said he definitely uh, had gone where the money was, but that he sure did miss getting those receptions and being on a team that looked like it was going to go possibly back to the Super Bowl. If, uh, if Denver and Kansas City are staring down each other, then uh, once again, San Diego Chargers, uh, who won this past week, are looking at, uh, you know, possibly one of them being disappointed about not getting into the playoffs. Not possibly. Uh, the way the schedule ends up, they'll end up having several games that they're going to have to worry about. 
And uh, it'll be interesting. If Manning and them pull it off again, then they will probably have a shot at winning. Now, Daryl has said all along that he wonders how that cold weather is going to affect um, Peyton down the stretch or down the end of uh, this run that they're having this year. If he can hold together, will he be able to hold up uh, in the brutal cold that's coming toward him uh, in Denver? And last year, uh, he didn't seem to suffer from it. Uh, he kind of withstood the pressure of the weather, and everyone was pretty pleased with his performance. It'll be interesting to see if that can be maintained. Kansas City, Alex Smith still does just enough to keep them ahead of the game and not put them in trouble. Um, once again, they're running back, and you know a lot of people don't remember, but uh, the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for many years coached the new uh, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and he was always a guy that loved to throw the ball. I think with uh, a, a running back like Charles, he's found that he has a weapon that he has to give the ball to at least 20 to 25 times a game. And if he does that, uh, they're usually in every game. And their defense has been pretty stout. I would think that one of the problems that they're going to have down the stretch is they don't, you know, Dwayne Bowe has been a pretty good uh, receiver in the NFL. But I've been kind of disappointed the last couple of years. I don't think he's been the standout wide receiver that I think many of us LSU fans thought he was going to be when he came out of LSU, and uh, he had some pretty good beginning years, and he's had a lot of different quarterbacks. But this past few years, with Alex Smith, I thought that he might blossom, and that doesn't have just just hasn't happened. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, last year Kansas City kind of ran away with that portion of their division, and then um, Denver kind of reeled them in, and they kind of stumbled and the wheels came off toward the end of the season. They weren't the team everybody thought they were going to be. Also, uh, the Chargers, you know, Phillip Rivers has been spectacular at times. Uh, people thought that they were going to be uh, the team to beat out in the West Coast. When Norm, um, Norm Turner became the head coach and it didn't come to be. Uh, for a while there, Antonio Gates, probably uh, the oldest and yet most talented tight end in the league, both age-wise and talent-wise, uh, had kind of a, a slump the last two years because of injuries. This year, he seems to regain his stride, and Philip Rivers is using him to his effectiveness uh, that's been really pretty amazing. Uh, Ryan Matthews, at the same token, had been kind of not fulfilling what they had thought they were going to get out of him. And yet this season, he seems to have kind of come around. Their defense has seems to change. One of the uh, interesting things that they've done is Eric Waddle, who's their safety, their strong safety, 
is now calling it defensive signals. In most NFLs, the defensive coordinator wants to have uh, the linebacker, usually the middle linebacker, make the adjustments and the calls. So when the radio set that's in the helmet for that one player, they usually have in that linebacker helmet, he calls out the calls of the defense, and they make their adjustments. Well, now, the last two games that um, the San Diego Chargers have won, Eric Waddle has actually been calling the signals from the defensive coordinator. So it's looking like that change has made a difference, definitely on the defensive side of the ball for the Chargers. Will that be enough for them to regain their their step and possibly make a run at, uh, you know, at the Colts? I mean, you know, uh, if the Broncos or Kansas City were to slip, then the Chargers, if they'll keep coming on strong, could possibly get into the playoffs. And they have always been kind of a, a, a team that people worry about because they're kind of always under the radar. Uh, what hurt Kansas City this week was that they were the team that finally lost to the Oakland Raiders. Daryl and I have said from the beginning of the season that someone was going to lose to Oakland. And sure enough, uh, Kansas City decided to do it. Well, well, Coach, let's don't say that that's going to be Oakland's only victory now. The season still has some games left. Well, Coach, I hope so. I hope that uh, just for the sake of the car kid that they win a couple of more because that will help them along the rest of the season. And that will give them something to be excited about next year. And, and you really think the car, the car kid is going to be the answer for this, um, this Raiders team? You think he's a quarterback of the future for them? Coach, I don't see anything on the horizon now. I mean, they could go out and try to draft another one, but I don't see a veteran out there that they could pick up who would be their answer. I mean, a few years ago, they brought the kid Glenn in from uh, Green Bay and, uh, you know, by way of Seattle, and that wasn't the answer either. So I'm not sure what uh, that the kid shouldn't be given a chance. And I actually think that um, I think Carr he he could be the quarterback of the future. Um, I think he's he's done a he's done a, a decent job for the Raiders thus far. He looks like a, a, an NFL quarterback. At least he has the look. Um, I, I'm not I'm not so sold on the Raiders right now and and the organization, but um, I do think that um, that he has a chance of um, of being a productive quarterback in this league, and hopefully it will be with the Raiders. Well, Coach, you know, you you always hear uh, there was always talk about Al Davis being the face of the Raiders and that he was keeping them back because of his mannerism. But I think since Al passed that the Raiders have kind of lost their identity somewhat. And when that happens to a franchise, we both know that a lot of times that changes the personality of the team and the franchise. I, I would I would have to agree with you, Coach. But um, the only thing is that you know the, the Raiders had had they were struggling uh, before Al Davis's death. But uh, at the same time, it wasn't long ago that the Raiders were uh, in the Super Bowl, you know, under Coach Gruden. 
they but they were in the Super Bowl. Coach, and when you look back over history, uh, over the years, you know, Oakland was always, you know, up and down and up and down. But when they were up, they were going to make a run at the Super Bowl. I don't see them having a, the personnel to do that now. I, I would agree. I would agree. And when you look at that team, it's going to be a long time um, before they do get the personnel to um, to actually have a chance to to be back in the Super Bowl or or at least be um be competitive. And right now, this Oakland Raider team with one win on the season, they're they're not even competitive. But on the other hand, Coach, the um the 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 AFC the AFC North is the only division in football. With everybody over five hundred, right? I and think if, that's just remarkable. And if the Ravens win tonight against uh, the Saints, coach, they'll be seven three and one, seven and four, seven and four, and seven and four. And, yeah. and somebody's going to be, and somebody's going to be heartbroken from that class because they aren't all going to the playoffs. I, I would have to agree with you, and uh, and and I'd hate to be that odd team out. Because more than likely, it's going to be two teams from that division that's not going to make that's not going to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, and I yeah. earlier said that the AFC South was almost as bad as the NFC South. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the coaches—they're uh, they, just the opposite. Yeah, Sir? you know, um, um, New Orleans is in first place, and nobody in that division has a winning record. I understand, Coach, and I and my submission to the NFL is to have a league of just the AFC games, AFC South against the NFC South, and maybe those teams that would have a few more besides the Colts having winning records. <laughs> hey, but you know, Coach, um, you know, I don't want to get off track too tough here, but I tell you, when you look at um, when you look at what the New England Patriots have done, I mean, they beat the Detroit Lions. They were in first place in their division. They beat the Denver Broncos. They were in first place in their division. Um, They beat the Cincinnati Bengals. They were in first place in their division. I mean, they've beat four teams that that are in first place in their divisions. And I think that's, that's just, you know, I'm not going to give them the Lombardi Trophy right now, but I tell you. Um, well, it's hard to say that they're not the best team. Uh, definitely, in they're the best team in the AFC right now. I'd, I'd have to agree with you, Coach. They 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 have to be the best team in the AFC right now. And um, you know, maybe this this is a year. You know, maybe the um, the um, the hex from the the scandal of the of the cheating and the spy gate that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots have gone through. Maybe it's over. Maybe this is the year that they can, um, that they can go on and, and do some things in the playoffs. And, but at the same time, coach, we all know that um, Rob Gronkowski is a big part of how far they go in the playoffs. And I hope he can stay healthy. I agree. Coach. When we come back from uh, the break, I guess we'll get on to the NFC people. Sounds like a winner. We'll be right back with more Sports Info on Voice America Radio.
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Coach, you know, it's an interesting story out. Um, you know, last week the Pittsburgh Steelers released uh, LeGarrette Blunt. And the next day, um, the New England Patriots picked him up. Well, uh, last week, New England Patriots had a running back that rushed for over 200 yards. Uh, what was his, what's his name, Coach? Gray. Gray, yeah. He rushed for over 200 yards. Signed him off, the, off of their practice squad. He rushes for over 200 yards. The kid said his, his, um, his cell phone ran dead and his alarm didn't work because his cell phone was dead. He missed practice and he missed a meeting. Well, on Sunday, uh, Mr. Gray did not touch the field. I mean, he dressed out, but he did not touch the field. Whereas LeGarrette Blunt took all of the carries. Um, he had a good game. But LeGarrette Blunt was released by the Pittsburgh Steelers for refusing to go in the game and walking off the field before the game was over and leaving the locker room before the coach got in to talk to the team because he wasn't getting carries in the game. No, he's not, he's not even a starting receiver. He is the starting running back. He's the second running back. And he got upset because... 
he didn't get carries. Now, is this a guy that you think is going to be able to fit into this Belichick scheme? And you are, and I always wonder why did Belichick cut Legarrette Blunt last year? Why did they let him go last year? Well, coach, I think it was a signing thing. I think uh, Blunt was the end of his contract, and I think the Steelers uh, jumped on him. And I think that you know, and that's the perception I get, coach. You know, it's a lot of people see Belichick as being one way and Tomlinson being one way. You know, and we both know this. Players respond to different coaches different ways. Yes. And undoubtedly, um, Belichick felt like this kid could help him, and that's what he's all about. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't play favorites. Uh, I know that a lot of people, I was surprised the way he let uh, – Randy Mosco. Uh, but if you look over the years, uh, Belichick, you know, when you when he feels like your usefulness is over with and you can get a better contract, he says go on down the road. Look at uh, Wes Welker. Yes. Probably one of the most prolific short yardage possession receivers in the league. And when his contract came renewable, uh, they let him go or they let him be young. And uh, – uh, and and they still really haven't missed a beat if you think about it. I, I would have to agree with you, Coach. And um, it just makes you wonder um, how well LeGarrette Blunt is going to fit into this locker room um, because he comes with baggage. You know, he had he had a situation early in the season um, where he was busted for uh, for marijuana um, possession or something like that. I, I just just really makes you wonder, you know, you, Belichick gives this image of, of a squeaky clean program. Uh, <laughs> you know, look at Blunt bring a little rust up in there, coach. And I'm just saying you got to be a little, little weary of that. You know, I, te- I tell you all the time about some little things can throw off the chemistry of a locker room. Um, some agree. things can do really good, good things for the chemistry of a locker room, but some things they can really throw them off. And I, I'm, 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 I'm one of these believers that I think the Percy Harvin situation is something that the Seattle Seahawks are still dealing with. And coach, I'm not sure that uh, that didn't show a flaw in their offensive mindset. Uh, I, I think they've had some injuries on their defensive side, but I definitely think that their um, their offense has been uh, exposed as being suspect. What did they they only you know they won this week. I understand that, but they uh, didn't score many points. I think they scored like uh, seventeen or nineteen points. But they they're definitely not putting up huge numbers. And and you would think that uh, they couldn't afford to lose a guy like Percy Harvin without it costing them. Yeah, and you know. Um as, as much as we want to, as uh, much as I want to find a little bit of flaw in the New England Patriots, coach, they won yesterday against the uh, division leading, um, the, the division leader in um, Detroit. They beat the Detroit Lions 34-9. And, and this game was never close. Um, no. Uh, um, you know, Detroit was never in this game. And here's a team that we're talking about being one of the best teams in the NFL. And, New England just walked a dog with them. They never had a, they, they were never in the game. Well, coach, I, you know, 
the AFC, you know, we've always said this, plays hard when they get to the playoffs and then the Super Bowl. But, you know, you look at it and you would think that the AFC would always win. But going back to the Seattle Seahawks, Coach, uh, are they going to make it into the playoffs? If they lose this week to the 49ers, I'm not sure they are. And, and I'm not I'm not so sure they are either, Coach. And um, and uh, and I really think that the league has has somewhat caught up to Russell Wilson. I don't I don't think the league is not the league is no longer afraid of of Russell Wilson, or they're not they're not unaware of what he brings to the table. Uh, before the NFL, he kind of sneaked up on some people. Now that's not the case. I mean, you just really you can't run that that read option with him anymore. Uh, I think they're actually afraid that he's going to be hurt if they continue to run a play like that with him. And uh, and he's really not he's not designed to be a drop back quarterback. You know, um, when you look at some of these quarterbacks, you know what they are. They are drop back, stand in the pocket, step up in the pocket, throw the ball. Quarterbacks. Russell Wilson is elusive. He has to get out of the pocket. He has to be moving around. He has to be mobile. And and I think the league has kind of realized that if you can corral this guy, you you can you can you can hold him down to not being so disruptive in the offense. Well, uh, it'll be interesting if he play when they play uh, the Forty ers this weekend. And whoever comes out of that is my prediction for one of those two that are going to make it into the playoffs. I don't think they both will. Because even with the loss the Cardinals had this weekend, I think they'll find a way to win enough games to be in the playoffs off so from there. And so uh, I think it'll be Cardinals and one of those two. You know, but when we look at the Cardinals, they lost to Seattle this week. Um, 19-3, Seattle beat them. And they're still without their starting quarterback on, on Carson Palmer, who they will not have for the remainder of this season. This guy Stanton, and I'm just just not so sure that he can take them where they want to go. Um, you know, he only threw for 149 yards yesterday, uh, 14 or 26, 149. That's just that's not the kind of numbers that's gonna um, that's gonna take this team where they want to go, and that is to play the Super Bowl in Arizona, in their home stadium? I don't think he'll take them to the Super Bowl, Coach, but I think they've got enough running uh, discipline. I think they're going to have to run the ball to help this kid, and their defense is still one of the spot-on best in the league. I would agree, Coach, but I think when you lose your starting quarterback and they've lost their starting wide receiver, Larry Fitzgerald, who did not play yesterday, uh, who's to say when he's going to come back and who's to say how healthy he's going to be when he comes back. I think those two components of, a, of an offense are just too much to lose and still be able to reach the pinnacle of what, what, you, what you're trying to achieve. I just don't see that happening with this team. Um, I, I, it, and it'd be, it'd be the same pretty much with any team in the NFL. I mean, right now, if, if, um, if New England lost um, um, Julian Edelman – and and their starting quarterback Tom Brady, their they ch- their chances of going to the Super Bowl would be diminished greatly, and I'd have to say the same thing. And hopefully Fitzgerald will come back, but 
without their starting quarterback and uh, and Larry Fitzgerald not being a part of the offense right now, I just I, I those are two big, um, big two big voids to try and fill, and I just don't see the Cardinals being able to do it. Well, you, you're probably right, Coach. I, now the thing that I wonder about is what's going to happen between the Cowboys and the Eagles this coming week. Wow, but I guess I guess I'd like to talk about the Cowboys and the Giants from yesterday. And, oh. and when I look at this game, Coach, I mean, the Giants were were really in control of this game. I mean, they they had everything on the wraps, and all of a sudden, Dallas comes back in the fourth quarter and and just <laughs> uh, I, I well, felt for Tom Coughlin yesterday. I really did. Well, Coach, I know you're a Kaufman fan, and, I, you know, the thing about uh, Tom has got them on, a, on a, a path that I don't know if they can win. You know, I don't know if Eli has the ability to carry that team like he did at one point or uh, had the tools around him that he did at one point. They are one of those teams that has to run the ball to be successful. And that's how Dallas got back in the game. They turned around and started handing it off to Mr. Murray again. And that caused them to be able to give Romo plenty of pass protection. And if Romo has plenty of pass protection, then Mr. Bryant's going to get available and Mr. Whitten's going to get available and they're going to beat you. I, I would have to agree, Coach. And, um, uh, I mean, that, that Dallas Cowboy offensive line yesterday looked like Look like the offensive line of the early '90s um, that Troy Aikman played behind. I mean, they they really tightened things up in the second half, and 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 I guess you know when, when your when your franchise, um, one of your key players on your team goes down like Tony Romo did, and he's the quarterback. I mean, everybody on that offensive line had to have in their heart they felt a little responsible for him going down. And I mean, you know, and 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 look, and they look like they've stepped their game up to the point where they say, "Hey, this won't happen again." Because without this guy, we we cannot win, and it's up to us to protect him. And I mean, it was some, it was some plays in that game yesterday where it, Tony Romo literally had eight seconds to throw the ball, and after he threw the ball, after the eighth second, it was still no one close to him. And if he can go through the season like this, um. That's going to be a good thing for him and his health, but I, I just don't see, I just don't see the Cowboys changing their ways. And, you know, I think that 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 spotted um, Cougar Jaguar, whatever, it still got spots on it, and I think they're gonna they're gonna struggle when it gets a little colder. Playoffs come around, and well, so uh, I know this when uh, they play the Eagles this week. The Eagles won't put as much pressure on them as the Giants. And if you give Romo that much time, I, I'm telling you, now, the Eagles might beat them, but it may be because they're able to outscore them. But I don't see the defense of the Eagles giving Romo and them that much trouble. And and when you look at, at their schedule, they play Philadelphia. Uh, they play Philadelphia on um, Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. And then they and play Chicago. On December fourth, yeah. they go yeah. to Philadelphia. On December fourteenth, they play Indianapolis the following week, and after that, they end the season with the Washington Redskins. 
Now, I can see one of those Philadelphia games possibly giving them a little trouble. At Chicago, it's probably going to be very cold up there. That might be a real test for Tony Romo because of his because of his uh his health situation. So I could see them possibly losing two games um out of the last five games. At the same time, coach, they could run the table. Yeah, or you know, even at eleven and five, Daryl, I think they might win. If they uh, split with the you know, Washington's not gonna be a factor. You know, the Giants aren't gonna be a factor. And so the only factor could be the Eagles. So if they split with the Eagles and have uh you know, like you said, win three of their last five, uh, I think they're going to represent uh, definitely uh, that group. That, that They're going to be the representative out of NFC East, the way I see it, more so than the Eagles. I would agree with you, Coach. And, hey, and, and right now the, um, the Buffalo Bills are beating the New York Jets 14-3. Um, you know, <laughs> I hate I hate to see uh, Rex Ryan go through this and put himself in this position, but uh, because I like Rex, but I, I really think that um, there's a possibility he might make not might not make it through the season. Well, I think what's I think uh, Rex has been given an opportunity, Coach. Now I'm not sure the owners have given him what he's needed to win, but what I do know is that uh, Rex will find a job. Uh, someone else will give him an opportunity, and uh, it's probably time for him and the Jets to come apart, <laughs> to separate ways. <laughs> you, you really think so, Coach? You know, Coach, um, there's a story out that um, that the young man, um, um, Barry, the defensive back for, um, for the Kansas City Chiefs, has a um, they they discovered a, a mass on his chest and uh, it could be uh, look like it could be lymphoma. So yeah, there's a possibility like that, that uh, his, his season is is over, and um, our, our wishes go out to him and our blessings go out to him as well. And um, you know, Kansas City, um, they they actually um, they're right in they're right in the hunt. You know, they lost to to Oakland over the weekend, but. They're right in the hunt, you know. Um, and but when you lose a player like like Barry, who's a who's a three time Pro Bowler, um, you lose a lot on your defense. You know, this kid was a first round pick out of Tennessee, and uh, and and has lived up to the hype since he's been in the league. And um, our, our our best wishes and sympathy goes out to him. And um, let's, let's let's pray that he gets well and healthy um, quickly. Well, I, and I agree with you, Daryl. I, th- you know, I think that uh, the the community, uh, one of the things I've always loved about Kansas City, I've always thought they were a pretty strong community, always been supportive of their football and their basketball, their baseball. Uh, and so I'm sure the prayers will go out and the wishes for his f- safe return to the field. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, Coach um – um, Drew Brees, wow, he's had his ups and downs this year, and uh, and they're playing um, tonight. You know how do you, how do you think how do you think this is going to work out for this team? Well, he hadn't lost many Monday night games. I think they've won uh, a, uh, seven or eight straight Monday night games, and so uh, we'll see. Uh, they're playing as we speak. 
When we come back, we can talk about them. All right. Hey, guys, we'll be right back with more Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. flagship station for sports voice america sports check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in host jd harris and ray austin are here to lead the forum from the fans former players owners execs and coaches while inside the man cave you do whatever you like we won't judge we'll even go beyond sports to talk technology current events and entertainment Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Coach, yesterday I saw one of the most interesting games I think I've seen it. I've seen it in a long time. When I saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers literally give the game away to the Chicago Bears and Jay Cutler, uh, it, it it really stunned me to see that Jay Cutler only threw for like 130 yards. Um, uh, Forte only ran for 89 yards, and they still managed to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And McCowan threw for 300. And 41 yards. Although he did throw two interceptions, he threw for 341 yards. Well, Coach, you know the guy I work, work, feel the sorriest about is a guy that I've always respected was Lovey Smith. You know it had to kill Lovey yesterday losing to him like that. Oh, you know it did. You know it did. And 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 I'm not too concerned about Lovey Smith. I, I think he's going to have his job. And I really think with a few pieces – He's going to um, get this team in, in a really good position. I mean, they have probably two of the best receivers, and if not the best, two of the biggest receivers in the NFL right now with Vincent Jackson and, and this kid Evans, the rookie. Um, they just really, really don't have a running attack. 
you know, Doug Martin came in two years ago and he was supposed to be the savior. Um, he's just not been healthy enough. He suffered a couple of head injuries and uh, he's just not the running back. They thought he was going to be his rookie after his rookie year. Well, I think that uh, coach, you're absolutely right. I think they need a, 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 a real good NFL tight end, a real dominant tight end. I think their defense is growing and you know, Lovey Smith will get those pieces together. And so offensively, uh, they may probably have to go out and get them a, a, a young uh, rookie quarterback. Yeah, and 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 um, and I'm and I'm not so sure that uh, McCowan between McCowan and um, Cannon, they may have enough at quarterback. Um, I, I really think they may have enough at quarterback, but it's just just the weapons, other other um, needs that they have. Tight end is definitely a, a need. Running back. Is, is definitely a need. And um, I think defense, they're not so bad on defense. Um, I just really think they can they could put some things together there. You know, but Coach, um, um, yesterday the Redskins and Robert lost to Kaepernick and the 49ers. Colin Kaepernick is his, his another kid that – that doesn't blow you out of the water with the numbers, but for some way, some way he finds a way to win. And I think we take winning over numbers any day. Well, I think he's just like the uh, Ralph Wilson kid we were talking about earlier, Coach. Uh, he he does just enough to win. Now I think he has gotten it a little faster and a little sooner than the Wilson kid. I think he's starting to learn to play inside the pocket. And realize that's where his future really lays. That he, you know, that he does those runs only when it's absolutely necessary, and not uh, the first choice of many. Right, and I and I think that's really helped his career a lot, and it's going to continue to help his career. He has learned how to stand in the pocket and make and make some things happen. And he's one of these guys. Um, you don't see a lot of design runs for him. When he runs, it's usually because he's dropped back and everybody's ran out and into coverage, and he takes off. You know, that's different than design runs. Design runs, linebackers are like alligators sitting in, there, sitting in, some, in some covered grass just waiting on it, waiting on to take your head off. You know, it's a difference. And when Kaepernick runs the ball, like I said, most of the time defenses are in coverage, and he takes off a run. It's it's a little different for uh, some of these other guys. It's well, Robert Griffin is a prime example. Um, here's a kid; his career is pretty much over, and it's because of that zone read play that Washington ran with him his rookie year. That they thought that there was going to be the the new up and coming thing in the NFL, and it definitely was not. It was a thing to get your quarterback hurt or sidelined or put in a hospital, and. Um, Robert yeah. Griffin is really suffering now, too, Coach. I mean, this kid, his injuries have built up to the point where he he can't be productive because he can't – his skills are diminished because his, he just don't have the, the ability to drop back. His feet are not nearly as quick as they were two years ago. And at the end of this season, next year, the Redskins are going to have to pay him $18 million if they keep him on the roster. And Coach, I, I think even worse than the physical dilemma he's facing 
is the emotional or the mental aspect of the game is kind of starting to pass him by because I thought when he came into the league, he was a pretty great team player. I thought I saw that out of college and in his rookie year. But now he's kind of pointing, first he pointed a finger at his coach, and the owner decided to get rid of a two-time Super Bowl champion coach and keep the player. And now this kid is, once again, pointing fingers. And uh, you, you don't make many friends in the locker room when you do that. No, you don't. You, you don't, Coach. You know, um, this guy, Greg Cosell, um, Howard Cosell's son, he came out and said that Robert Griffin's skills have diminished to the point where he's, he's worse than he was when he came in the league. He's worse mm-hmm. now than he was when he came in the league. Said his feet work, his footwork, horrible. Um, so he's said he's not even following when he drops back to take a three step drop. Sometimes he's taking a five step drop. When he's supposed to take a five, sometimes he's taking seven. And when you look at this kid, he he's holding the ball way too long. And um and 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 I, and I I don't mind being critical of Robert Griffin. Some people I hate to be critical of, but I actually don't mind being critical of, of this guy because he literally threw everybody under the bus that he could. I mean, if you couldn't coach for Coach Mike, if you couldn't play for Coach Mike Shanahan, I mean, that says something yeah. about you. Oh, you know, yeah. Here it is, this guy Gruden, a rookie coach, and he's literally throwing him under the bus. Uh, last week, Gruden had to come out and say, Robert Griffin needs to take care of Robert Griffin and his issues. He has enough stuff to take care of on his own. Hey, who can this guy play for? I don't see him playing in Washington um, Unless Daniel Snyder um, says, "Hey, Robert's our guy. We're gonna keep him," uh, I don't. I don't see him staying on as um, as a Redskins coach. He may have. He may have seen seen the last days of Robert Griffin coming up after this season in Washington. Well, coach, it's it's sad because I think if it if it would it could have gone better for the kid if he wouldn't have tried to force the issue a few times. If he had been willing to sit back and say, okay, let Cousins or whoever. Colt McCoy, I think, could have won a couple of more games for him. But uh, maybe he did enough. Maybe Colt McCoy did enough the two games that he won, that he started, uh, that he'll get a shot uh, with someone else, hopefully. Oh, there's no doubt Colt McCoy will be a backup somewhere. I'm, I'm sure Colt McCoy is happy being a backup to, to Robert Griffin. Um, but <laughs> the situation is Robert Griffin, he talked so much coming into the league. You know, it was almost like he was, you know, he was the second coming of, uh, of, of, of Joe Montana. You know, man, you haven't even won a game yet. And we hear your mouth more than we see anything you can do. And I, that's, that's what bothered me the most with him. Uh, I, I really would like to see him humble himself. You know, um, someone told me once said, it is best to be silent and thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. So, Robert, <laughs> shut your mouth, man. You know, you sound <laughs> like a fool. That's pretty good, Coach. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and the thing about it is, Coach, what was so detrimental to the kid was that first year he had success, and he didn't realize that success was predicated off of a coach 
letting him do a lot of things he probably couldn't do. Right, right, right. And if, and if he couldn't understand that, hey, this is the guy you're playing for, and he's a, a legend in the NFL, a legend in college football, Mike Shanahan, if you couldn't play for him, I mean, you couldn't humble yourself to play for Mike Shanahan. Wow, Coach, it, it really makes you wonder. And, I, and I'm a little bit concerned for um, – for Robert, I am. I, I, I really am. Uh, I hate. I'd hate to see him go somewhere like like the New York Jets, because um, if he goes to New York, Coach, hey, he if he thought he had a bad in in Washington, he's gonna have a really really bad in a city like New York. Well, Coach, and, and the other side of that is that we've both seen over the years that uh, someone comes in and does a little flash. And then never, you never see him again. Now, maybe Robert will, can sell enough Subway sandwiches that he'll still have a, an income. But otherwise, I'm not sure. Yeah. Hey, Coach, we got a few more minutes left. Let's talk about this top five in the, in the college football. The AP got Florida State at number one now. They got Alabama number two, Oregon number three, Mississippi State number three, and Baylor holding up that fifth spot. And I give Bay- I like I like the fact that Baylor's ahead of TCU because in the head to head, Baylor beat TCU. They should be ahead of them. Now, coach in the in the uh, in the college uh, in the coaches poll, hey, it's a totally different thing. Alabama's number one, Oregon's number two, Florida State's number three, undefeated. And they're number three, the only undefeated team in the top ten, and they're number three. Don't, don't see that. Don't like it. Mississippi State is holding on the number, um, the number four spot, and TCU is a, has a number five. Ohio State's number six, and Baylor is number seven. I can't understand how they could have Baylor behind TCU and Ohio State. Ohio okay. State has some struggles too. Coach, what I, I wonder about is this. This is my worst nightmare. Okay, Alabama loses to Auburn. Mississippi State loses to Ole Miss. And there's not a Southeastern Conference team now in the top four. It'll be interesting if it happens that way, but it could. Auburn, on a given Sunday, can beat Alabama. Yes, this, and, yeah. And, and Ole Miss, who's had some struggles of late, could beat Mississippi State. So if that were to happen, Coach, I think that they would drop both of them out of the top four. And for the first time in a long time, the Southeastern Conference will not have a shot at the national championship. And you know what's the travesty behind that, Coach, is that the Southeastern Conference will have beat up on each other so bad till they beat each other out of the running for the national championship. Uh, I had a guy tell me, uh, the local uh, referee that does college games out of Palaka said that he thought that the reason Arkansas was winning was they have stayed healthier than everybody else in the Southeastern Conference. Well, Coach, I'll tell you why the reason uh, Arkansas is winning. Uh, Arkansas has Randy Shannon as their uh, associate head coach on that team. And he and you can definitely believe if he if he's the associate head coach on that team, he's running things on defense for that team. And Arkansas is the only team that that shut out two top ten teams back to back. Yeah, I mean that, that's saying a lot. 
and you knew that he would eventually get that defense the way he wanted, and it just taken most of the year to get there. And you knew it. And I'm going to tell you, Randy Shannon is going to have – you can best believe the guys that he recruited to play for that team, all of them are going to be players or potential players. You're not going to find no guys he, – he's not going to have Uncle Henry's nephew on the team because <laughs> Uncle Henry owed him a favor. No, that's not how it works for Randy. You know, I heard this story once said that, that the Florida Gators had a a guy on scholarship. He was a a holder for the extra point of field goal. Yeah. How did that work out for him, Coach? Coach, those guys are not going to be playing for Randy Shannon. I can guarantee you that. He will not waste a scholarship on a holder for the extra point field goal. That's just not going to happen with him. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm real proud of that guy, Randy Shannon. I'm telling you, he's bounced back. He lost his job at University of Miami. He's now at Arkansas doing big things. And uh, you can best believe they go in places at Arkansas with Randy if he stays there because his name has to come up as, as a candidate for a head coaching job eventually, sooner or later. Yeah. Coach, we got less than a minute. It's all The floor is yours. Go for it. Coach, I hope you have a great week, and let's hope that we see some more incredible games that we can talk about next week. You got it. Hey, guys, enjoy the football on Thanksgiving. Enjoy the turkey on Thanksgiving, the dressing. Enjoy the sweet potato pies, the lemon meringue pies, the barbecue chicken, whatever your taste had, whatever you have on Thanksgiving. Enjoy it and be thankful. Guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll see you next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.